Good morning, friends, and welcome. It's about 7.02 out here in Las Vegas, Nevada, and we are coming to you today to talk about Exodus 3, and this is the second part of Exodus 3. Now, why in the first part are we so interested in this encounter that Moses has with the Father God Almighty? Because God identifies to him who he is to be called by name for all generations to come. And to recap real quickly, and Elohim said, that means God Almighty, further to Moses, or in Hebrew, Moshe, thus you are to say to the children of Israel, Yahovah, Elohim of your fathers, the Elohim of Abraham, the Elohim of Yitzhak, and the Elohim of, of Yahakab, has sent me to you. This is my name forever, and this is my remembrance to all generations. Now let's pray. Blessed Holy Spirit, please. Speak through us, teach us, advise us where these holy scriptures are concerned. Blessed Holy Spirit, fill this studio with your presence. Give us Holy Spirit utterance and understanding, wisdom. Blessed Holy Spirit, to have the deep revelation and supernatural divine knowledge of these sacred scriptures. And we thank you for it. Amen. Friends, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Yahushua Messiah for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So people ask me from time to time, what is it that I need to do? And you would be surprised how many believers are out there who have not been baptized. Our Messiah taught us very clearly. You may call him Jesus Christ. You must be baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And he taught this to his ambassadors, his apostles, his emissaries, which is actually the true translation, he actually taught this to them. Baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Why? Because then the Holy Spirit can come into these people who are baptized. Then he commanded us that we are to study the word. We are to pray. He taught us how to pray. We are to forgive each other. He taught us very clearly, love God with everything you are and love each other as you would have someone love you. In other words, I always say it this way. This is not exactly what he said. But love each other as you see that God loves these people. And I don't care what color they are. I don't care how pretty or how unpretty they are. I don't care how big or small they are or what race they come from. 
We are to love each other, not hate, not judge, not have envy, not to be jealous. Love each other. We are not to fear each other. We are to love each other. We must be baptized. Now, another thing he made very clear to us is we must do this in remembrance of him. What am I speaking about? John 6, 56. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me and I remain in him. That's the Hebrew translation. The King James translation says, he who eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in union with me and I remain in union with him. Now, I purposely would have to say that I love the Hebrew translation because the Hebrew translation identifies that he comes to live inside us and we be, uh, come to live inside him. We become one together. And that, to me, is extremely critical. When we understand that, now, I could go on and on of all the many things that our Messiah taught us that we must do as believers in him to follow his example and his walk. Now, let me remind you, this is what Elohim Almighty says. Do not listen to what the prophets are prophesying to you. They fill you with false hopes. They speak visions from their own minds, not from the mouth of Yahovah, your Elohim. So it is critical that we understand that there are false prophets out there. If they're not receiving the, the word of truth, and our Messiah made it very clear that he would send us the Holy Spirit helper who would speak only the truth to us. This is critical that we understand this. So you say, oh, okay, you call yourself a prophet. Why would we believe you? Because, one, I'm baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. As Messiah himself said that I must be baptized, so I have been. And so the Holy Spirit came to live in me. Now, I've been baptized as an adult, but my mother, praise the Lord God Almighty, had me baptized as a child. So... I've been baptized more than once. Now, the bottom line is this. And you can be rebaptized. If you feel like you haven't been living in such a way that you really feel the energy and presence of the Holy Spirit living in you and around you and in your life, you can be rebaptized. Yes. And I can talk to you about verses from that. But from Jeremiah. Okay, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope in the future. Memorize that verse. From the Hebrew, it's a little bit different, but that is from the King James, and it's excellent. That is one of the translations that they got right from the Hebrew to Greek to English. They actually got it right. Now, the point being this, when we understand that, and then we understand what Jeremiah is trying to say to us in watching out for false prophets. If what people are speaking is cannot be backed up by the word of our sacred Father God Almighty and His Son and the Holy Spirit, 
you got to be real careful about what they're speaking. All right? Now we look at John 10.10. 10. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Now, from the Hebrew, more abundantly. In other words, abundantly means that the Father God and His Son and the Holy Spirit want to multiply your blessings. Staying with them. Staying in the blood of our Lord. The thief comes, meaning Satan, comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Steal what? Your soul. And by stealing your soul, he kills you and destroys you for all eternity. This is what we need to understand. Now let's go back to the five books of Moses. He said, listen to my words. Where there is a prophet among you, I, Elohim, reveal myself to them in visions. I speak to them in dreams. So the Father God Almighty, speaking to true prophets, will come to them in dreams and visions. And he will interpret it through the Holy Spirit so that the dreams and visions are known and understood by the person seeing these dreams and visions. So if you're having dreams and visions, you don't understand it, you need to contact someone who can interpret those dreams for you. Where there is no revelation, people cast off restraint. But blessed is the one who heeds wisdom's instruction. Where are you going to get wisdom from? The scriptures, the Holy Spirit leading you and giving you divine supernatural knowledge, wisdom and understanding and revelation of these sacred scriptures. In the morning, Yahovah, you hear my voice. In the morning, I lay my request before you and wait expectantly. I always try to tell people all the time, pray in the blood and name of Yahushua Messiah. This cleanses you, cleanses what you're praying, every word, every thought, so that as it's presented before God Almighty, he's listening and prepared to answer. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of Yahovah forever. Psalm 23 verses 5 through 6. Know your place with the Father God Almighty. Know your place. Satan wants to blind you to all of that. This is how he steals from you. Acts 18. One night. One night. The Father God Almighty spoke to Paul in a vision. Do not be afraid. Keep on speaking. Do not be silent for I am with you and no one is going to attack and harm you because I have many people in this city. Know that the Father God is with you and he expects everyone 
You don't have to be a deacon, a priest, a pastor, a rabbi. He expects everyone who knows him to share the message. Now here's one of my favorites, Daniel 7. In my vision at night, I looked and therefore, I'm sorry, excuse me. And there before me was one like as a son of man. Who's that? The son of man. Who did Messiah say over and over again? I'm the son of man. I'm the son of Adam. He said it over and over again. So what Daniel is seeing is the Messiah. I always say, and when you look at the Messianic scriptures or what people call the New Testament, our Lord and Savior, the Messiah, he mentions by name Daniel in the Hebrew translation, uh, many of the English translations, um, it'll refer to what Daniel said or Isaiah said or some of the other prophets. But actually in the Hebrew, in many places, it'll say the name of these prophets. And Isaiah and Daniel are two of the main prophets that he, he speaks about besides Moses all the time. And a lot of people don't look at Moses as a prophet, but he truly was a prophet. In my vision at night, I looked and therefore before me was one like a son of man coming with the clouds of heaven. What did our Messiah say to Caiaphas and Annas when he was being judged in the court of the temple? He said, you will see the son of man come in the clouds of heaven. He approached the ancient of days and was led into the presence. He was given authority, glory, and sovereign power. All nations and peoples of every language worshipped him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion that will not pass away. And his kingdom is one that will never be destroyed. Now, why would we believe this? First of all, we know that Daniel was an absolute true prophet. We know historically because it's written in the Medes, the Persians, and several other peoples, the historical witnessing of Daniel being thrown in the lion's den, and the lions did nothing. And these were lions and tigers who were starved for seven days before they threw somebody in so that they would be so ravenous and so vicious that they would rip human beings into pieces. And the morning that the king at the time, or the emperor or leader of the Medes and the Persians comes, and to bring Daniel out, finds him totally unharmed. The people that got Daniel into the lion's den by trickery, he throws them in and their wives and their children, and the lions and tigers just rip them to pieces. So truly, the hand of God and the angels of God were with Daniel. So that's why we should believe him. Now, <clears throat> we're talking about Ephesians. I pray that out of his glory riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Messiah may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you 
being rooted and established in love. Now, once again, there's the big word, love. What is the great power of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit? Love. The great power, love. Habakkuk. Then Yahovah replied, write down the revelation and make it plain on tablets so that a herald may run with it. For the revelation awaits an appointed time. It speaks of the end and will not prove false. Though it linger, wait for it, and it will certainly come and will not delay. Acts 9, in Damascus, there was a disciple named Ananias. The Lord called to him in a vision, Ananias, yes, Lord. He answered. The Lord told him, go to the house of Judas, or Judas in English, on Straight Street and ask for a man from Taurus named Saul. For he is praying in a vision he has seen a man named Ananias come and place his hands on him to restore his sight. So we know that Paul or Saul on his way to Damascus had an encounter with our Lord and Savior Yeshua Messiah the Mashiach Eloheinu. And he spoke to Paul from the great light and cloud that he came in, in Hebrew. It was witnessed by the guards and Paul, and Paul made it clear in the writings. What language was he spoken to from our Messiah? Hebrew. Now, Paul spoke Latin, could read and write it. Paul spoke, spoke Greek and could read and write it. But our Lord and Savior spoke to him in the holy language, Hebrew. Blinded him to get his attention. Turned him into an apostle or emissary. Sent him and told him to pray. And that a man would come and heal him. And it was done. And this was witnessed by other witnesses. Yahovah reigns. He is robed in majesty. Yahovah is robed in majesty and armed with strength. Indeed, the world is established firm and secure. Your throne was established long ago. You are from all eternity. The seas have lifted up, Yahovah. The seas have lifted up their voice. The seas have lifted up their pounding waves. Mightier than the thunder of great waters, mightier than the breakers of the sea. The Lord, Yahovah on high, is mighty. Friends, these are just a few verses that I love and I hope you love them too. 
to lift you up, empower you, and realize the great power of our Father God Almighty. Now, let's get back to Exodus 3, verse... I'll get my Bible in position here. We're looking at verse 16. Go and you shall gather the elders of Israel together and say to them, Yahovah, your Elohim of your fathers, the Elohim of Abraham, of Yitzhak, and of Yahakab, appeared to me saying, I have indeed visited you and seen what is done to you in Mitzrayim. And I say, I am bringing you up out of the affliction of Mitzrayim in the land of the Canaanite and the Hittite and the Amorite and the Perizzite and the Hiwite or Hewite and the Yebusite to a land flowing with milk and honey. So how does this apply to you, me, or anyone? God knows your suffering. Whatever it is you may be going through, minor or extreme, he knows it and he can set you free. And all you got to do is call upon the name of our holy Messiah. Pray in his name and his blood. And the Father will set you free of all the distress, all of the discord, all of the evil that has come into your life and set you free, liberate you, give you salvation, save you from it all. Now the Holy Spirit is telling me to read on, so we're going to be obedient. And they shall listen to your voice, and you shall come you and the elders of Israel to the sovereign of Mitzrayim, that means the Pharaoh, and you shall say to him, Yehovah Elohim of the Hebrews has met with us. And now, please, let us go three days journey into the wilderness to slaughter to Yehovah our Elohim. But I know that the sovereign of Mitzrayim is not going to let you go not even by a strong hand. And I shall stretch out my hand and smite Mitzrayim with all my wonders which I shall do in the midst. And after that, he shall let you go. What did it take? Ten plagues. Now, so how does this apply to us? How does this historical happening apply to us? Hear me out. I have a great message for you. And I'm going to use a modern day correlation. You and I like to eat and be served quickly. So when we go to a restaurant, we like to be greeted, we like to be seated. We like to be weighed upon, get our drinks, and get back here and get our order from the menu. And then we don't want to sit there for 20 or 30 minutes or more while we're waiting for our food to come. And that's what we expect in modern day times. Well, guess what? 
the Hebrews who had suffered for a long time, 428 years, in under the extreme tyranny of Egypt, were in the same state of mind. They wanted relief and had been praying for it for a long time. When you go to the government or a leader of some type, maybe your boss at work, it may take 10 attempts before it is done. This is what we are to learn from this. If you're dealing with someone that has the spirit, the soul, the mind, the heart of a Pharaoh, God will eventually break them. You can't give up. Now, Moshe and Aaron approach Pharaoh with great respect. They use the word please. And if Pharaoh would have let them go right then for three days to go into the wilderness, God didn't say he was, he was going to take them away from Egypt or anything else. He just asked Pharaoh, let us go and worship, sacrifice, praise our Lord three days in the wilderness. We'll be back. Pharaoh wouldn't do it. God knew when Moses asked this that that's what was going to happen. God knew. Now, of course, the Hebrew people weren't completely aware of this. Moses was, Aaron was, and Joshua, Caleb, and the more loyal people and close people to the inner circle of Moses. They knew, and they knew it was going to take time. And Moses even told the people, look, this is going to take time. People impatient are like going, I want it now, and da-da-da-da-da. And so now you have Dathan, Karak, and other people who rise up that are saying, hey, he can't do this immediately, so let's turn against him. And in the movies, they never show all the three signs that God gave Moses to show the people. The staff that turned into the serpent, the hand that turned leprous, and then he put it back in his robe, pulled it out, and it was absolutely healed. And Moses was given the ability to turn water into blood. Those were the three signs. But even when Moshe or Moses showed that to the people when he came into Egypt, they still, there were those who doubted him. I ask you this, how many signs does God got to give you before you believe him? How many? Wake up to the revelation of our Father, his Son, and the Holy Spirit. Now let's finish this off. But I know that the sovereign of Mitzrayim is not going to let you go, not even by a strong hand, and I shall stretch out my hand and smite Mitzrayim with all my wonders which I shall do in the midst, and after that he shall let you go, and I shall give this people favor in the eyes of the Mitzrites, and it shall be that when you go, you shall not go empty-handed, but... 
Every woman shall ask from her neighbor and from the stranger in her house objects of silver and objects of gold and garments, and you shall put them on your sons and on your daughters, and shall plunder the Mitzrites. Amen. For 400 plus years, they had worked for Egypt for nothing. They were being beaten. They were being whipped. They were being tortured. They were literally being worked to death. That's what was going on. But God's saying, it's done. It's over. I've heard you. I'm coming. And here's what I'm going to do to correct what has been done to you. God can do all the same for you. Now, the difference is we have Messiah who intercedes to the Father and gives us immediate relief from our distresses, our problems, our sin. Immediate. All I have to do is pray in his holy name and blood. Done. It is done. And then I have to add to that my faith. And now it's sealed, it's done. Messiah didn't say, with your faith, the size of a mustard seed, you can move mountains 10 years from now, 400 years from now. He meant immediately. With your faith the size of a mustard seed, you can command this fig tree to be done, over, die. You won't produce fruit, die. In less than 24 hours, in just a few hours, they, they witnessed. They came back with the Messiah across that tree or the path of that tree and saw that that tree had withered away and died. We're talking about immediate people. It's not like the time of the great prophets before the coming of our Messiah and they had to wait 21 days for an angel who was battling all evil to get the message to the prophet. Now is the time of it happens immediately with the blood and name of Messiah. But what do we have to add to that? Belief. We have to add belief. Now, understand this. Our Messiah has the power. He was God on earth. He was divine. And he could like he said, when they captured him, he could have called legions of angels, 12 legions of angels to come to his rescue. But he knew the will of God that he was to be sacrificed, so he did not do that. But my point is, is that he had that kind of power. But he always acts in the will of God. So you say, well, sir or prophet or pastor what is the will of god the will of god now is that through the messiah and praying it to him and believing in him our prayers will be immediately answered immediately but we must have belief 
How do we build? How do we strengthen? How do we increase our faith? Paul and many of the other writers of the Holy Word of God have made it very clear. You study the Word of God. Hearing, reading the Word of God builds your faith. So I've said it before, this is why I listen to the recordings of the Holy Scriptures on a regular basis. And there are certain verses that I know that the Holy Spirit has led me to and given me that I've memorized and I recite them on a regular basis. For example, every morning I recite, I walk by faith and not by sight, 2 Corinthians 5, 7. I know that the Holy Spirit led me to that. That is for me, I needed it. The Holy Spirit gave it to me. I memorized it. I'm strong in the Messiah and the power of his might. Now, the King James translation says, I'm strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Actually, the real translation identifies who we're talking about, the Messiah. So there's no confusion. I'm strong in the Messiah and the power of his might. The next one I recite on a regular basis, almost daily. Yeshua said to him, who's he talking to? Thomas. I am the way and the truth and the life and no one comes to the Father except through me. And then another verse that the Holy Spirit led me to and, and caused me to memorize it is from 1 Samuel. Uh, um, Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to heed is better than the fat of rams. In other words, be obedient. It's better than sacrifice of any kind. And finally, from Joshua, but I and my house, we serve Yahovah our Elohim. Now in the King James, it says the Lord. But in Hebrew, it actually identifies the true name of our father, Yahovah. And of course, that's 24, Joshua 24, 15. Read it for yourself. So the bottom line is this. The intimate relationship that I have with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, from time to time, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit will speak to me and say, read this verse, memorize this verse. Sometimes it just says, read this verse. Uh, I wake up in the morning and I go, what would you have me broadcast today? And today, the Father said to me, Start in Exodus so that they understand my name. And the next program I'm going to do, because I'm running out of time, is starting in what would be the translation in English is Deuteronomy, Dabarim in Hebrew. All right? One. People always ask me, it's really funny, they say, do you believe in the Bible literally? Absolutely. The bigger part of the Bible is history. It's a historical witness of what actually happened. So when we get together the next time, we'll be looking at Dabarim in Hebrew, Deuteronomy 1. Let's pray. 
Father, Holy God Almighty, we sing to Yahovah a new song. We sing to Yahovah all the earth. We sing to Yahovah, praise your holy name, proclaim your salvation day after day. We declare your glory among the nations and your marvelous deeds among all peoples. For great is Yahovah our Elohim and most worthy of our praise. He is to be feared above all, all gods. Our Father God Elohim, our sacred Yahovah, is the one true Father God Almighty, and that is just it. Holy Father, hear us as we pray. Bless us, dear Holy Father, in all that we do say and think and feel. Bless the families that are listening to this broadcast with all that they need, especially love for each other. And bless them to share that love with others. We pray all of this in the blood and name of Yahushua Messiah, the Mashiach Eloheinu, Jesus Christ the Nazarene. Amen. Until we meet again, truly I mean this, and I take it from Rory Rogers, obviously, and Dale Evans. Happy trails to you. Be safe, be protected, love your family. Love your family. Thank God for your family. Thank God for those you have, your children, your grandchildren, your aunts, your uncles, your cousins. Love the furthest cousin from you with all your heart and share that love with everyone you can. This is the prophet of the Nazarene ministry. Bless you all.